Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 110 of the Craft to Career Podcast. This is Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy. And I'm really excited about the guest that we have on the podcast today. It is Emma Brassfield of 7T7. She has done some amazing things. I'm talking she's made costumes for the Harry Potter movies, Star Wars movies, things that I are not in my wheelhouse, right? And like really cool. However, she also has a business with sewing and, you know, right in well, that is in my wheelhouse. And she reached out and said, hey, I love the podcast. I do a lot of my business from YouTube. I've grown a community there and, you know, so many things. So she wanted to come on and share about that. And I really wanted to hear from her on this topic because, you know, if you've heard me speak, you don't need to choose all of the platforms and do all of the things. But I want to present you and show you your options as a business owner. So this is one of the options. YouTube might be the thing for you. It might be the platform of choice for you. And if so, I wanted you to hear from someone who has used YouTube and has some tips for you and shares some insight about that. So I'm excited to have Emma here. Before we jump in and meet Emma, I want to read this review and I love it because it's short, simple, sweet. It's from It's either math op or mat hop. And the review says, I really enjoy this podcast. Very informative, helpful, and interesting. Thank you so much for this review. I love it because it just takes a minute. You just go in, you write a little something about the podcast, and it means so much. So thank you, math op or mat hop, however you say it. And if you've not left a review for the podcast, take just a second go and leave a review. You can either tap the five stars or you can write a little something. And now let's jump in and meet Emma Brassfield. Emma, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. For our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm really excited to be here. Um, so I have my business is called Studio 77. So it's a bit difficult to explain <laughs> on audio because it's a number seven, letter T, number seven. Um, I've had my business for about 11 years now, um, but it's evolved a lot. I started out as a direct-to-consumer business where I was making handmade toys Um, And then it's pivoted in the lockdown when I started my YouTube channel. And now I teach other people how to make 3D projects and predominantly bags. Um, So I have a a number of patterns now, uh, bag making patterns. I have a membership. I have a bi-monthly bag makers box. And like I say, I have my YouTube channel as well and a community, which is amazing. Yeah. I feel very connected here. Like when I start to explain what I do, I'm like, and I've got this, and I've got this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But I will say, so 
I looking through the things that you shared, I saw that you started YouTube in 2020. I did not know that you'd been doing business so much longer before that. Okay, is it because of COVID that you started YouTube or why did you start going onto YouTube in 2020? Yeah, so um before 2020, I was also still working in costume because that's my background. Um, making feature costumes for film and TV. Um, and I That's did... right. Pause. Hold on. <laughs> Tell our audience. Like, when I was reading some of the stuff you made, I was like, oh, heck yes, we're having her. Okay, so <laughs> what are some of the costumes that you've made and where have they shown up? So um, predominantly in the creature costume department or creature effects department. So I've worked on um, a number of the Harry Potter films. Um, I helped to make the Batsuit for Batman Begins. Um, I worked on Thor for um, making Curse, which is the kind of baddie in Thor 2. Um, I've worked on The Flash for Justice League. Um, Iggle Piggle for In the Night Garden, if you have little ones. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty international. Um, and Chewbacca for Star Wars. <laughs> Like, how did you, how did you land these jobs? How did this start? Um, so I did a degree in costume and special effects. And I just kind of, um, obviously that was in London, in case you can't tell that I'm English. <laughs> um, and I went to uh, London College of Fashion and it's a really good college there and they get outside tutors in and everything. So we had a little bit of um, connection to the industry anyway. And then as I left, I was just, very determined. I am quite a determined person. I think you have to be if you're self-employed and you're in business. Yeah. Um, and then I landed a job as a trainee on Harry Potter 3, and uh, which is Prison of Azkaban. And then it just kind of, it's very much who you know, and, you know, um, kind of showing that you can work hard and get on with people. And obviously you can do the work and then it just kind of snowballs. So yeah. <laughs> well, and you are determined. So in the best way, like, I love that you reached out. I think you sent a DM and uh, the person on my team who runs the Instagram for the podcast told me about your DM and I read through it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Because there are quite a few people who reach out and I'm like, no, I mean, not to sound <laughs> discouraging, but I want to bring my audience the best, you know? And so when I saw yours, I'm like, yeah, we're going to bring her on. <laughs> um, and I did want to ask, okay, I lived in London for a year and a half-ish and you're south of London. Where exactly are you? Yeah, so I'm southwest. Uh, I live in a county called Surrey. So I'm about an hour from central London. So not too far. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. So, all right, for our listeners, I'm very curious, can you share again all the pieces of the pie? What, How are you bringing money in? What are the different revenues? Sure. So I have my YouTube channel, which brings in um, revenue from ads. Um, I will say that's not my highest revenue, but it, basically all of my business has come, my business as it is now, has come from YouTube pretty much. Um, which is what I'm really excited to talk to you about because there's it there is just so much potential with a YouTube channel and I feel like um, people don't talk about it enough like it's not just the revenue that comes from YouTube like I say that's not my highest revenue but the community that you can build 
from YouTube because of YouTube. That's literally how I've built my business. Because obviously, the people that I started out my business, my customers that I started out with, they were predominantly mums, probably not that creative. Um, they were just looking for toys to, to buy for their kids and uh, presents, etc. So quite a different market to my customers now so I did have to pivot quite a lot even though it's the same brand name and everything um yeah so I have my um YouTube channel I have my subscription box which is every other month um that is uh I've just sent out my second box so it's quite new um and then I have my membership which is um every month they get uh, different bag making related goodies like digital goodies um, a bit similar to yours um, mm -hmm. but uh, again that's going through a major shift at the minute so I can't really say too much what's going on with that because I haven't announced it um, oh exciting yeah yeah I'm really excited for that um, but the the kind of old or current membership is um, a pattern every month so it's definitely um, all based on bag making community community is a big aspect I do uh, we have like social zooms competitions that kind of thing um, and then I am also on a sewing shopping channel here in the UK called sewing street as well and I guess present on there roughly about every month every six weeks and um, so they buy my patterns wholesale from me for that um, and then, of course, I sell my patterns on my website, too. And I'm hoping to um, get into more wholesale, um, you know, people with my with my patterns, too. So, yeah, <laughs> I think right. that's so which, uh, Yeah, there's probably something in there that you're like, oh, and that. Yeah. <laughs> which of those is the biggest piece of your financial pie? Which one is bringing in the most revenue right now? Uh, probably the shopping channel. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because and that's they buy your patterns wholesale and then sell them, right? Yeah, they kind of know my kind of back catalogue now. But every time I bring out a new pattern, the pattern goes first into the club, and then um, to they they have exclusive access to it for a month. This is the kind of current club which is changing, um, mm -hmm. but they have exclusive access to it. Then when it comes out to retail. I have a deal with Sewing Street that it launches um, exclusive to them first and they they get the exclusivity and then 10 days later I can then sell it as digital download or physical pattern as well. So hmm, I like that exclusivity, like the first rights to getting it. That is a good marketing. Do you think about marketing often? I feel like you probably do. <laughs> Yeah, I try to. Yeah, with everything going on. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm sensing with, especially because your membership's changing and you've pivoted. I'm like, man, we we are two peas in a pod, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> I like this. So let's hear more about YouTube because I do feel like with my audience, a lot are quilters. And what I see when people go on YouTube often is they're just giving out free patterns and tutorials and that kind of a thing without much it's just kind of like well I'll use this to grow my audience but can you talk to how do you maybe use this a little more efficiently or smartly yeah so smartly. um yeah I mean YouTube is certainly a roller coaster I know it's not for everyone um but used in the kind of in a strategic way it can be amazing for growing a community, um, a loyal community as well. Um, it's not an easy route, but it's 
really amazing what can happen. I mean, um, Sewing Street came from YouTube. Um, my community has come from seeing, like, trusting in my tutorials that they've seen on YouTube. Um, I do, and there's another thing as well as I have affiliates as well. So that's another, I mean, a lot of YouTubers do that as well. They have affiliate links. So I forgot to mention that in my revenue stream. Um, yeah, so I just think, you know, it's it's amazing what can happen. Um, there's a podcast I've listened to that's like, because, and they have a, a segment where they say, because of my YouTube channel, this happened. And I just think that's so true. Like it, some people, I mean, I started off thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go in, go on YouTube and it's going to, I'm going to make loads of money and it's going to be you know, like so naive <laughs> like, like i just put a video out and i'll make loads of money um and then you, <laughs> and then you kind of find out um you know all the nuances and the different tweaks you have to do um and i'm not saying it's impossible far from it um i mean if you if you stay focused i think it was about six months that i took to be monetized i think it takes average around a year to get monetized oh, on YouTube well um, and you do have to be consistent like I say you have to be strategic um, and just kind of either research or have someone helping you getting those little tips and tricks to get there because there are different things that you can do to make it go a bit quicker um, so yeah so um, it's it's just amazing what can happen from your your youtube really um i just think i think anyone that has a creative business should be on there and there's different obviously forms you can do you can do your tutorials um i started off for sure doing free tutorials that is how i got my um you know got over the monetization kind of threshold because you have to have 4000 watch hours and 1000 subscribers before you are monetized and um, if you don't realize that when you watch YouTube, the adverts that they play you before middle and end or however you kind of set it up, that's how you get paid because you get a, a little piece of that advertising revenue. And it does depend on your niche. So um, obviously this isn't really going to apply to your listeners, but say you're in the financial niche, then um, the advertisers are going to pay a lot more. So you're... Um, cpm cost per mil which actually means thousand it's very confusing it's not cost per million um will be a lot higher than um say i don't know selling children's quilting or something right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um, but actually um quilting isn't too bad it's quite a good oh. cpm yeah okay so, well, quilting and sewing, I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I want to point out too, YouTube, this is a great revenue. Whether someone chooses Instagram, Pinterest, blog, podcast, whatever you choose, people generally think, oh, well, this one's not working. It's too hard. I'm going to jump to the next one. None of them are easy. They all take consistency and, you know, learning. And so, but YouTube might be a really great fit for someone, you know, for one of the listeners or many of the listeners. So I'm curious because looking through what you've shared, it, it looks like you first got a lot of sales by doing a tutorial and then saying, if you want the pattern, you can buy that in the link. Is that right? Yeah. So I started off, like I say, doing all these free tutorials and that got me over the monetization. And 
Um, yeah, and then now I, well, I'm going to try and swing it back a little bit more, but now I'm, I predominantly at the minute, my videos come out from my club members. I can flick the switch so that it's ad free. So they watch them without ads uninterrupted. Um, you can add chapters as well. So people can jump ahead so that, you know, say you're sewing along with something or you're making something, sorry, and you're using the PDF instructions but you get stuck on like the zipper or something for me because I'm a bag maker um Mm -hmm. you can go into the description and then it will have like how to insert the zipper or whatever you want to put and YouTube will allow you to click on that and it will take you straight to that part of the video um so it's a great tool for your audience you know especially if you're making tutorials which is like amazing for youtube to be able to do that it's great for your customers because they know that if they get stuck um they can they can have that there and i noticed as as well i don't know if this is so much in the quilting world or other you know creative niches but certainly in the bag making world i see a lot of people saying i don't want a pattern if it doesn't have a video i just don't want Mm -hmm. to and so you know um and you can do it without showing your face you don't have to show your face. You can do it all through your hands, you know, just showing the finished article. Um, and then obviously your hands making the thing with a voiceover, etc. So there's if you're camera shy, please don't let that put you off. There's different ways, you know, you can get around it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I do um, at the minute. I want to bring it my channel back round so that I'm peppering it in with like really interesting videos as well, not just at the minute like I have been doing, which is just like making tutorials for that are connected to my patterns. Um, so yeah, there's loads of different things you can do. It's it's really fun. So, yeah, what other things are you wanting to sprinkle in there besides, you know, what you just mentioned? I want to do more kind of like um, what's going to happen. You know, I'm going to try and make this thing. Um, will it work? What tools am I going to use? What kind of issues am I going to come up against? How I overcome them? Do I give up? You know, that kind of... No, I was just going to say a little bit yeah. more kind of vloggy, um, but not really a day in the life. Not not that kind of vlog, but... Yeah. Right. Is that... Okay, I'm. it seems like that's a really good strategy for YouTube. Where are you learning these strategies? And you mentioned there are, you know, you got to learn. There's yeah, I mean, there. there's loads of stuff on YouTube, but it tips. can be really overwhelming. Um, and so... I, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent searching through all the YouTube videos, just trying to get little nuggets here and there. Um, there's a lot of gatekeeping, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I'm actually in the process of yeah. writing a course, which I'm really excited about, which is just for um, people. Well, I mean, anyone can do it, but it's going to be aimed at people who are making tutorials or wanting to show their creativity on YouTube. So whether that's tutorials or like the vlog kind of style that I'm talking about or, um, you know, like shopping hauls, but, you know, in a creative way. Um, Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a 10 week, 10 module course, like proper deep dive into all the different ways you can do it. We're going to have a tech week. Um, I've got an amazing expert coming in with that because tech is not my forte. I love it. But, you know, you've got to to know where your weaknesses are and get this help. Um, Yeah, so um, we're going to dive into the analytics, how to kind of... um, 
you know, really push your video in a great way so that SEO, you know, so it's SEO optimized, YouTube can find you and show you to the right people, all of that. Um, and also build a community within that as well of people that are doing the same thing, same journey, help each other out. You know, what about this thumbnail? What do you think about this? You know, that kind of vibe. So, yeah, yeah I'm really excited about that. Yeah, well, that sounds very helpful, especially because I'm even just picturing what kind of setup do you have? How many cameras do you have? Because that in and of itself, I'm like, I've got my phone and that's it. So is that enough? Yeah, that's absolutely enough. I still just use my iPhone to film everything. Hmm. I tried to use a GoPro. I do have a GoPro. Um, and I just found it really tricky in that the GoPro would just switch itself off or like you'd lose the footage or like oh dear um so yeah so the course will be completely aimed at beginners um and just using what you have you don't need to get any fancy equipment I mean if you want to then a microphone is great lighting is great I mean if you want to go and get a camera then amazing like it's gonna take you to the, to the next level but you don't you don't have to and I I haven't and you don't need to you know so. okay okay that's good to hear because honestly some of the people who do YouTube I just see all their equipment and I'm like I'm not playing that game like I I'm out yeah. <laughs> so you can do it with just your phone and you have yeah. mentioned a lot the importance of community so how have you built a community how has YouTube done that and how has that helped you monetize? Yeah, so um, the key thing, and I think you've talked about this before, because I, I always listen to your podcast, I love your podcast, um, is, um, you know, your emailing list. Because that's the thing, the only thing that you own, yep. you know. And, um, you know, I've seen big channels have their YouTube channel taken away, and their Facebook and their Instagram. All of those are not owned by us. So... Um, I didn't really realize what I was doing. I think I must have seen somewhere that you should get emails. But um, right from the beginning, any of my free patterns, I had an email opt-in. So, you know, they had to leave their email in order to get that free template pattern, whatever it is. Um, so I think at this time, I think I have six or seven um, different email, you know, signups, uh, freebies. Um, and that has helped massively because then, you know, YouTube chooses who it shows your video to. And that is one thing is that once you launch a video, it will show it to a certain amount of your subscribers. Hmm. And then depending on how well that does, it will then go, oh, that's done well. Okay, so say, say it sends it to 200 of your subscribers. And half of those click and watch it, which is amazing, by the way. Let's say 100 people of those 200. So then YouTube will say, well, this is good. Let's show it to another 200 or let's show it to another 400 of your subscribers. And it kind of goes out like that, like a reverse funnel. Um, so, yeah. So if you can get emails from people, um, it kind of bypasses that a little bit because you've got your target audience in your email system so you can send out reminders like hey it's friday i've got a video coming out here's the link you know and you can try and get people to the platform that way which youtube well, also and then to. it seems like you can make sure that even if youtube doesn't decide to share it with your audience you are so they can really be sure to know that that's there and i'm curious yeah. on youtube I'm, i haven't done a whole ton of it 
do you go live? Like, are you talking to people on YouTube? You can, you certainly can. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's totally up to you. I have done lives. Um, it, it's difficult. Lives, they say that it's really good for finding people that are not your subscribers. So they might happen upon you a little bit more if you're live. Um, so especially when you're starting out and you're trying to gain that trust and trying to find new subscribers, then that's a really good way to to get that. Um, but it, it, it just depends because after you've gone live, once that live video is up there, unless people know YouTube, how to kind of use YouTube in a kind of in-depth way, I feel like it does. YouTube doesn't really show people those lives that much if they happen mm. on your homepage. And also because of the kind of interaction that you're going to have with the community, which is a great way to build your community again, is to, to have that. Um, you're going to be answering questions. You're going to be asking people stuff. And so that might cause people to drop off if they're watching back. Uh, it depends how you kind of do your live. If you just do your live and don't communicate with the viewers that are asking questions, that's one way to do it. But then they might get disheartened. You know, it's, it's tricky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So what would be your biggest, like, if someone's thinking of doing YouTube or they're interested in it, what would you say, think about this before you jump in? My top tip is to try and take away ums and ahs. Because the biggest thing is... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing is you want to keep people watching. So you want to... It's like they always say with reels, you've got to hook them in, you know, those first few seconds. It's exactly the same. And like I touched on before, YouTube will... Um, reward reward you depending on how long people watch so if you've got a 30 minute video and people are only watching for 30 seconds it's going to think it's not a good enough video so you need to try and that's really difficult with tutorials don't get me wrong like that's another reason why I want to pepper different videos in to try and get my watch out not watch hours up but my watch time up because it's difficult with a tutorial because people might watch the beginning and go, oh, yeah, that's a really cool bag. And then, or, or whatever it is you're showing, and then go off, get the pattern, brilliant, and make it but not watch the rest. That doesn't mean they don't like it. They just don't need to watch. Not everybody wants to sew mm. along. So it, it is good to have different kind of um, areas of styles of videos on your channel to, to get different people into your channel. Um, yeah. That's smart. That is really smart. And what has been, well, I'll ask both, what's been the most rewarding part of having a YouTube channel and what's been the most difficult part for you? I think the most difficult part is when you put out a video and you've spent hours and hours and you feel like you've done everything right. You've done what all the gurus say and then it doesn't do well. And that's really like, oh, it's really crushing. But then sometimes you put out a video and you don't think it's going to do well and it does really well and that's just like the best feeling it's a proper roller coaster is <laughs> yes yes have you ever thought you put out a video and you thought oh this is good and it was good yeah yeah so my I have my biggest tutorial on my channel is um shark pencil case and um, actually, you can see it. You can see it, Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm like, I see that on you. Yeah. <laughs> Behind me. Um, and that's a free pattern. And um, there's different ways that you can find things that 
you're not certain are going to do well, but you think are going to do well. And there's different little tips and tricks that you can do that. Um, and that was one of those ones that I, I kind of thought that that would, that would do well. Another one was the um, Bernie Saunders mittens. So you know the oh, yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so obviously That's funny. I'm ahead of you guys um, time-wise. And I think uh, that came, it was about around about 5 or 6 p.m. here when I realized it was just kind of like taking over the internet. All the memes are out, all the GIFs and everything. And I was like, I need to make a tutorial on how to make these mittens. Um, and so... <laughs> Literally, I think I started at half past seven in the evening. I used my husband's old sweater. I was like, I need to just take this and turn it into mittens in the name of YouTube. And I think I got the video up online on YouTube around four or five in the morning. Literally, I didn't stop. I had to write the pattern. It's the quickest pattern I've ever done. Not write the pattern. Draw the, you know, design the template. And um, I remember, I remember sitting in here and I remember my eyes going as I was trying to edit it. And at that time I was editing my phone as well. I don't know why, but. Oh, bless you. And, um, but that did do well. I'm so glad I did that because it, the next morning, so obviously it was kind of up while you guys were still awake. And so it, it started gaining traction because people were looking how to make their own mittens. So that's yeah. funny. <laughs> so how did you, you ever so slightly said there are tricks to learn what's trending, basically. How did you know the shark case was going to do well? Because you said I had a feeling it would do well. How did you have a feeling? Yeah. So um, I found, I don't know how I found it. I don't know if I found the creator on Instagram or I don't know, but I found that this shark pencil case tutorial in Spanish and maybe Korean. And I reached out to the Spanish creator and I said, hey, would you like to do a collaboration? I would really love to do your shark in English. And you can do anything that I've done if there's anything that you're interested in. And she said, yeah, yeah, she was so sweet. And um, yeah, so I knew that her because hers had done so well. So you can gotcha. look at um, people's channels and their subscribers. If they have a video that has done has got more views than they have subscribers then you know it's a good thing and you shouldn't copy them of course you should never copy but if there's a way that you can add a twist to it so like me in a different language and what I didn't realize is how many people were waiting for it to be done in English like it was crazy oh. so I started putting it on Facebook groups and People were literally like, I've been, I've been trying to make this. I've been trying to follow along in Spanish, but I don't understand and all this kind of stuff. So. That is so smart. But it's similar, I'm thinking, because I know Instagram more. If I follow certain people or I see some reel that's blown up like millions of views, oh, well, clearly something about that is resonating. So you can try and see what what is it and how could I do that with my own thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same thing. It's the same. I guess it's similar on all socials, isn't it? Um, and it's just important, you know, to, to put your own spin on it and change it. Can, you know, can you make it different or can you make it, in a better way from how you think. I mean, that's not to say that it's bad in the first place, but you know, you know, right. Put a spin on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So did that person end up taking one of your tutorials and doing it in Spanish? Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And how, how did that go? Was it like equally you helped grow each other's audiences or anything? I guess I don't know if there's a lot of crossover. But. Yeah, um, I think she did the crayon roll, which was one of my bestsellers when I was making to sell. Um, and I don't know if it did as well, unfortunately. <laughs> it's difficult. You never know. You never know. She took your bestseller, you took hers. Yeah. You know, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. So, and um, also I'm curious with the physical subscription box that you have, it's every two months, right? Yes. That you send that out? Yes, correct. How did you get started with that? And how many people are joining that? If you want to share, if not, that's totally fine too. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so I had an idea to do a advent box just before Christmas. Well, it was last summer. Um, so I launched it in the summer. I did a pre-order. And they, everybody had it shipped at the beginning of November so that I had loads of time because I, I do sell internationally as well. I have a lot of my community here internationally, especially in the States and Canada, etc. Um, and so that did really well. I sold 100 of those. And um, and I really wanted to get to 100 because, as everybody knows, you know, when you buy in bulk, it's kind of 100 is like the golden number to start with. Um, so I was really pleased with that. It was it was called the 12 days of bag making. So every um, every day or over 12 days or you could do every other day. Or I did have some people just open them all at once. They were so excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you got 12 packages 12 paper bags with a number on and you had to open them in order and then the end the 12th package was a pattern a secret pattern that nobody knew what it was going to be from beginners up I actually made it so that there was a beginners and an intermediate kind of twist on it and then everything else in the box apart from interfacing everything else you could use to make that bag so the hardware the zippers, I made a bespoke pull for it, you know, I made it really fun. Um, and there was some extra bits in there as well. Um, I designed a bag maker's journal for it, which I also sell as wow. well. <laughs> so it was a lot of work, um, a lot of love went into that box. Um, but they mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. I loved doing it, they loved receiving it. And then I was kind of like, oh, you know, loads of people asking me about it. And lots of people were disappointed because the pre-order was quite early, which is what I had to do to get all the stuff in. Um, yeah. And so by the time people were actually talking about it, by the time it was Christmas, they were like, how do I get one? And I was like, oh, it's gone kind of thing. Um, and so I just put out a, a few feelers like, would you be interested if I did a, a monthly subscription box? I had great, you know, feedback. And it just kind of went from there. So I launched it again. I did like a pre-launch, launched it in uh, the first box went out in March. And then, yeah, okay. it's just gone again in May. And then the next one will be July. But we've sold out again. <laughs> Is it amazing. at 100 again? Yeah. Or are you going less or more? 100? That's 100, a good, yeah, yeah wholesale. Yeah. And are most of these people finding you through YouTube? They're finding me all different places. So I go live. Um, I think it's really good to have a kind of multi-prong attack, if you like. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely YouTube helped me so much in the beginning, especially to get my name out there um, amongst the bag making community and um, just show my tutorials and my style. And it's always there. It's evergreen, right? So every month, even if I stop YouTube tomorrow, never put another video up. I will still earn money from that 
until hmm. YouTube says okay. no more kind of thing. And right. obviously it will go down. Like YouTube wants you to be consistent. They're probably going to stop showing your videos so much if you're not, you know, that kind of thing. But I do believe that even if I stop, and, and the amazing thing is that, I mean, who knows how long the whole way that YouTube runs it goes on. But in theory, if it stays the same, like my kids will be earning money from my videos right. after I've gone, like, which is that's cool. pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, that's true passive income. <laughs> right. Is, I love passive income yeah. where you're earning money while you sleep. That's the goal, yeah. which you are, you're thinking of that with your membership as well. Your digital mm-hmm. membership, it sounds like I'm very excited to see how that evolves and changes. So I'll have to keep an eye on that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's really exciting well it's really neat to hear how you've used youtube and pivoted your entire career in 2020 you know focusing on youtube and using that to grow your audience and your community and yeah so thank you for reaching out and sharing with us how to use youtube as a creative to grow your business thanks so much elizabeth and i've got a freebie if you'd like to um yes. like to have a look and it's um it's 10 steps to getting started on youtube for creatives so it's a free ebook um and oh, you can nice. find that oh, i'll send you the link as well so you can pop it in the show notes but you can find that at bit.ly forward slash youtube tips for creatives perfect and then i'll put a link to that in the show notes as well which is quilterscandy.com forward slash 110 for episode 110 so yay and if our listeners want to find you you're on instagram youtube all the places yeah. where where's the best way to find you yeah i mean you can reach out to me on any of those places like i say i go live every week on thursday on my page um, at 8 p.m., uh, we're in British summertime at the moment um, with bag making tips and tricks if you're interested in bag making. And um, yeah, you can find me everywhere YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, um, and I'm all at Studio 7T7. <laughs> and I'm looking at your little plaque behind you. It's Studio, spelled out Studio, the number seven the letter T, a lowercase T, and then the number seven, which again is in the show notes. Okay, before we go, I did want to ask real quick, do you have a team? Are you a one-woman show, or how many people are on your team if you have a team? Yeah, so it's it's kind of, I'm going to say kind of just me, because I am kind of expanding at the moment. I listened to your podcast on that, your episode. Um, my mom is my tech editor, so she is on my team, but bless her, I don't pay her. <laughs> Oh, bless your mom. What a good mom. That's amazing. Um, But I have now got a video editor for my tutorials. Nice. um, But that's only in the last kind of month. And um, and I'm just kind of hiring someone to come in in in-house to to sit with me that can kind of just do whatever I throw at her. Yes. Yeah. So that's... That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting because... With everything that's going on, my head is a little bit kind of, you know, all over the place. And also through your ADHD episode, I do think I have ADHD, undiagnosed. Um, So that was a massive light bulb. So I can be a little bit kind of shiny thing everywhere. So I think having someone kind of help me that I can be like, oh, can you just do this? And then I can, you know, focus on other stuff. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yes, it's exciting, but also for me, it, it's always very vulnerable when I hire and bring someone in. I'm like, oh, you're seeing yeah. 
just how messy this is. Like, oh, you're looking at the inbox. All the things. Like, oh, you forgot this, Elizabeth. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But, you know, that's why you're here. So, (laughs) well, that's exciting. Congrats. And thank you again for being here on the Craft to Career podcast. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. so much for being here. It was an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I love the accent, by the way. I think that's such a fun thing to listen to. And selfishly, if I am back in London, I would love to come and see these costumes and meet up in real life. But most of all, thank you so much for sharing your business insight about YouTube. It was so insightful and helpful, and I know that I'm intrigued, and I know that there will be listeners out there who are going to be very interested in trying out and growing their business on YouTube just the way that you have. So thank you so much for being here. Next week, join me right here on the Craft to Career podcast. I will have a brand new episode for you. Until then, take care. (music) 